Welcome to In Our Experience, a podcast exploring the many ways of living well with Nourish Yoga Training. I'm your host, Harriet, yoga teacher and founder of Nourish. Today, I'm joined by Ashley Clark. Ashley is an Australian travel photographer that has managed to niche herself into shooting experiences for luxury resorts and boutique travel brands with her partner. Building her career through social media, Ashley started in the digital sphere as a yoga teacher and studio owner. Moving away from the online yoga world has found her with multiple businesses and a very different relationship with her practice. She is currently renovating a small cottage in her hometown and is constantly navigating the complexities of working for herself. I had a really lovely time catching up with Ashley. We talked about finding work that we enjoy, our shared time at university and the importance of connection. And while I'm here, thank you so much for listening to season three of In Our Experience. This is the final episode of the season. It's been great sharing these conversations with you and a big, big thank you to all of our wonderful guests for joining me. Season four will be back later in 2022. And for this season, we're looking to spotlight other businesses doing great things. If you're interested in sponsoring In Our Experience, we'd love to hear from you. But for now, here's my chat with Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hello, Harriet. Welcome to In Our Experience. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm I'm excited to talk to you for many reasons. One of which is that this is the first time I've interviewed somebody in Australia whilst they're in Australia, which is very cool. Yeah. So it's 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 nine o'clock in the morning for me and six o'clock in the evening for Ashley, um, and. You also do many wonderful things and you're a lovely person. So I'm excited to catch up. Me too. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll get started how I start every episode by asking what's nourishing you this week. And as I say, this can be something big or small, silly, serious, um, and I will help you out. I'll go first. Um, so what's nourishing me this week is that I am currently working my way through The Office, which I had not watched until recently. Um, and as, as I've discussed previously on the podcast, I'm sort of like, if people recommend things to me, I refuse to watch them. <laughs> um, and I feel like The Office is one of those things that people have been recommending to me for years and I've always refused it, but I am watching it now and, and really enjoying it. It's very silly, um, which, yeah, makes me happy. So that's what's nourishing me. Excellent. I haven't seen it either, but I've also been recommended a lot and I also ignore recommendations, so I'm with you there. Um, but what's nourishing me? You know what? TikTok is actually nourishing me this week. I'm going to say TikTok. Interesting. Mm. Okay. It's not something else. How so? Uh, well, I'm delving into it for my um, business at the moment and I have an agency like helping me and training me on how to do that. But I'm actually really enjoying it. It's a wholly different platform Ooh. to all the other. I know, so bizarre. Like I never thought I would be like, yeah, I really like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. It's a completely different platform to all the others. And um, it's a little bit more raw and authentic and silly and it's fast. And I'm finding myself, you know, getting into it. <laughs> Interesting. I, so... I can just, I can feel the smugness radiating off, radiating off Matt in the corner here because Matt's always like, Harry, you should have a TikTok for the podcast. You should. And, well, 
yeah, I agree in principle, but I, in practice, I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> me neither, which is why I've engaged an agency to help me. So, uh, baby steps. Okay. Baby so step. how are they, how are they helping you? I'm so curious. Um, so basically we have a meeting once a week. Um, we kind of had like a introductory meeting where they ran me through how TikTok worked and how it is different to other platforms. And then, I make content each week and then we review it and they kind of, they're a bit younger than me as well. Um, so so I, sometimes I feel like, I know it's so bizarre. Sometimes I want to be like, I don't know if I get this because I'm, you know, probably 10 years older than you, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not that old. I know, I know. It's we're so not bizarre. That old. It's so bizarre. I was like, I feel like I'm just missing something here but anyway it's really fun I'm really enjoying it so I have been loving TikTok this last week oh oh, that's inspired me to like get on top of my TikTok yeah it's very funny and also scary and new so it's a very gen gen z thing that's what they are aren't they gen gen z I don't know I don't even know anymore I don't know (laughs) I was, it was so funny. I was in, I was in the pub on on Sunday night and I was in the bathroom and there were these like three girls in the bathroom with me, like having a chat and they were like, oh, should we go out? Should we stay in? Like, what should we do? And they sort of looked at me and they were like, what do you think we should do? And I was like, how old are you? And they said, oh, we're we're 20. And I was like, we should go out, obviously. (laughs) like Go, go and be young. (laughs) They were like, they were like, but it's expensive. And I was like, what, you know what? You're, you're 20. Like, you know, I'm 32, money comes, money goes, but like you're only 20 once. And they were like, you don't look 32. And I was like, thank you, SPF. <laughs> Hair flick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I felt, I felt quite proud about that. But um, you, you mentioned your business in there. So I'm keen to, I'm keen to talk about this. So what, what do you do? How would you describe what you do you wear a few hats don't you I, I wear a few hats at the moment and I have worn a few hats basically well basically since Harry and I actually went to university together so since we we did yeah since we left university it's just been a lot of trial and error for me to find something that I enjoyed and I've just kind of traveled down a lot of different paths but um at the moment I'm working uh as a travel photographer with my partner and mostly just within Australia, but slowly it will get out. Uh, and also I have an e-commerce brand called Pallion Point, which is an ocean adventure brand, which currently is selling hats with fish on them. Oh, my goodness, I should have brought my hat today. Oh, Why didn't I? I don't even have one near I me. I could have worn it for the recording. <laughs> Take a photo Damn of it. it. I forgot you had a oh, hat. Yeah, yeah it I looks will... great on you. Yeah. I love my hat, my little coral. I've No, I've got the Red Emperor uh, is it? Is you've got the stone blue one? Cor- what color is your? Cap? No, or maybe it's coral trout. It's it's like tan with. I think oh, it's coral yeah, trout. No, no, you actually. have a red emperor. I don't. Uh, that was a limited edition one that you have. It's very special. Oh, and I should be calling them special. fish lids because that's what they're called. But they are. That's what they're they called, hats. fish lids. Yeah. So they're 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 like really cute hats with embroidered sea life on them. I really want the turtle one. Oh, I can arrange that. For um. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. So I think I think it's really interesting because you are also, I'm going to out you as a yoga teacher as well or ex-yoga teacher. Um, and yeah, I think it's really interesting 
you know, what you're saying about trying to find something you enjoy and that sort of keeps you interested and motivated is, um, you know, it's really tricky. Um, when I'm interested in like how you, cause my memory of you, I think the last time I saw you, I have this memory of going for coffee and sitting in a park in Orkinflower. Yeah, do you remember and you, this? Um, I was actually thinking about this today and you bought me a jar of overnight oats and they were delicious. Oh, yeah, I bought you breakfast. Yes, and then we got takeaway yeah. coffee in Orkinflower and sat on a park bench and ate our oats from a jar. <laughs> very, very university of us with our takeaway coffee. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I've, cause I think was I, you were just about to leave, I think was, or I was leaving. It was like, I remember it being like a goodbye coffee. It, it could have been but, me leaving, but also you, but yeah, it was around that time when I did I leave Brisbane. Remember. So. Yeah. Yeah. We both left Brisbane at around, at around the same time and Ashley moved back to the beautiful Sundays, which is just like... I highly recommend everybody going and following Ashley's Instagram because it's so beautiful. Like I, I don't wish to move back to Australia anytime soon, but your Instagram makes me homesick. Like for like the water and the sun and the, and the sandy beaches. It is nice. It is a beautiful place to live. It has been raining for like the last four months, almost exclusively here. So don't stress too much. It hasn't been all rainbows and daisies and the Sundays, but it is a gorgeous place. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So when we you were you were going overseas, that's right, and I moved back to the Sundays, yes. and um, we both yeah. kind of. Well, I don't know about you, but it was really hard to get a job after uni. It was just a bad time politically in it. Like you know, there was a political change and budget cuts, and a lot of very skilled people were going for the jobs we potentially were after. Um, and so I just went home and worked on boats in the Whitsundays for, I'm a, I think for about a year, I worked on a boat as a, um, just as like crew as a stewardess and deckhand. And then mm. during that time, I was pretty lost. Like I never thought I would move back home and be living with my parents after being out of home for, well, I hadn't actually lived with them since I was 16 because I'd moved in with my grandfather after my grandmother died. So it'd been a really long time since I'd lived with my parents. And I was mm. a bit lost and I was still a bit heartbroken from my love at uni and I didn't really know what I was doing. And that's kind of how I um, found yoga. I was just looking for, I basically was looking for connection because I didn't really feel connected to anything. And then, you know, you start a yoga practice and you vibe with a teacher and then I really just kind of delved into it and, and got very, I just fell head over heels for the practice and became a couple, within a couple of years, became a yoga teacher, accidentally opened a studio. <laughs> 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 uh, it happened and then I had a studio for a couple of years, um, but I really did kind of miss the water and you would know when you become a yoga teacher your um practice changes your relationship with your personal practice changes um and I was missing the water so I started a blog called the sailing yogi and which which kind of like was a lot of photography and I wanted it to be a yoga I was like I'm going to niche myself in like yoga for bodies because I was just trying to find a niche because <laughs> yoga is so saturated. I was like, what can my niche be? Um, yeah. And, yeah, it just kind of turned into a lot of 
photography and island. I didn't really like taking photos of myself back then. So I was taking a lot of photos of the ocean and the islands and the boats that I was going on. And um, that kind of just turned into a bit of a, a travel brand, actually. And then I met my partner and I rebranded to my current um, brand, Ashley Bridget, which is my first name and middle name. And it's now mostly um, travel photography within kind of like we, we specialize in shooting experiences. So we do shoot a lot of luxury resort experiences on islands, but then we also do a wide range of things within that too of content creation. And of course my business paleo point. So that's the trajectory. <laughs> that's the trajectory. I mean, where, like, where does it go from here? I mean, I have so many questions. Like one <laughs> is where do you go from here? But also like, I imagine that working as a, travel photographer is sort of similar to being a yoga teacher in the sense that you actually end up spending a lot of time by yourself. Yeah. I'm so lucky to have found James. Um, That's my partner. We work nearly exclusively together now, but definitely in those early days when I was trying to build the sailing yogi, it was a lot of alone time for sure. Um, A lot of time online, which I don't necessarily think is always the healthiest, especially, you know, um, in your mid to late 20s if you're having a mild identity crisis, (laughs) which many of us do. (laughs) Uh, I can't relate to that at all. (laughs) Uh, um, But now James and I do work a lot uh, with travel. I guess, you know, through our photography, it looks like we are living and we are living this very blessed, amazing life, traveling to beautiful places. But it is work. It's a lot of work. And and Pallium Point kind of, it was a COVID baby. That business grew from losing work and freaking out in COVID. But it is kind of my focus now, um, more so than the travel photography, because it, that is definitely not sustainable as I move through the different stages of my life. It will probably be something we always do, but uh, we do need to do less of it. Mm, well, I mean, the travel photography is not, it's not scalable, is it? Whereas like it to an extent, mm. but like not really. Yeah. Whereas Pallium Point is absolutely scalable. Mm, 100%. So um, I will be able to run that from wherever I am Um in the world or with whoever, whereas travel photography takes you away from family, from friends, from commitments to beautiful places, but mm. that's not everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also like feeling like you have, I think one of the things for me that I'm really interested in building is like a foundation of like just something that's a little bit more stable that can sit beneath like all of the fun, exciting things that I do, but something that's there is like a baseline to, to like ground and to come back to that enables me to go and do the really fun things, but also just gives me, I don't know, like a little bit of stability. Yeah. I, I foundation is such a great word for so many, so many instances in life, isn't it? Foundation Mm. for everything. Absolutely. Um, I completely understand that as well. And I don't know what your situation is like, but we were freelancers for a couple of years and James handles that a lot better than I do. I am not one to be okay with um, not getting paid for three months and then having everything come in in one month. It is 
it's great that month when it all comes in, but that riding that wave is a test of patience and not mm. something I enjoy. Mm, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, my, like the way that I earn money, like there's a, there's like a baseline from Nourish that I take. So I went, I sort of, I, I take a wage mm. from the business, but it's not enough for me to live off. So I then have to work on top of that. And that definitely it's like a month to month wave. Mm -hmm. And I do, I do find it challenging. And I think a lot of, I, I think one of the biggest things for me in having a business and, uh, you know, doing this work is actually like, for me, a lot of my, a lot of the stuff that come, that comes up for me is around money, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. needing to, needing to work on my relationship with it or needing to work on how I handle it or, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, good for like I'm not interested in like having three months where I don't get paid <laughs> oh it happens um it's so interesting isn't it everyone has I feel like you know most people have have stuff around money um mm -hmm. and for me uh, the last few years have really been working on a mindset of limiting beliefs in a, in a wide variety of my life but also um in that in that money field um but I guess also you know we are the personality types, Harriet, where we want to do what we want to do <laughs> and, we, and we'll make that work because that's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's always, it's always been this way. <laughs> yeah, like this is what I want to do and I'm just going to have to keep so gonna trying until I figure out how, how that, I'm going to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I really – so Ashley and I went to – went to university together and we were in different different colleges which will mean something different to UK listeners so I'll just explain quickly so we went to the same university but if you weren't from Brisbane then you you could live like in a what I think here would be called like a halls of residence but Ashley was in women's and I was in Duchesne and we were like neighbors. Um, but it was such a strange world. Like often I think back to that, that time at college and I'm like, what? A little bubble. <laughs> what were we? Oh. <laughs> and not a great bubble. And then I was, no, no, terrible bubble, terrible bubble. Like I, I was only in for a year, um, my first year of uni and how long did you do two? I, I, can't I did two, and I ended up um, staying a third because I got that apartment. I don't know if you ever came to my apartment. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you had a. I remember you had a drinks thing there one time. Yeah, and then, but I know some people that we went to uni with that did like their entire undergrad. Yeah, no, I couldn't have done that. It was. No. But do you know? But for me, living that again, I connection is such a key thing in my life. I think. I probably mm. wouldn't have stayed at university if I didn't have that um, college connection because as, as much as it wasn't the healthiest environment in terms of, you know, partying and, and whatever else got up to there, <laughs> and, um, I did form some really beautiful friendships and that mm. was coming from a small town and being very family orientated. That was exactly what I needed. Um at that time and I, I really yeah. kind of missed that connection when I when I left and went back home 
Yeah, I really hear that. I mean, I think for me, it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much, I I mean, with the exception of yourself, but I sort of associate our friendship more to do with like art history Mm. than with the fact that we were, you know, both in college. But yeah, and I think for me, it was that trip to Venice. Oh, yeah. As with all of the art history gang that really like. Oh, I did not know. Cemented those relationships. Yeah, I did not know how to take you before Venice, Harriet. I was not sure. Please tell me more about that. <laughs> my first, my first memory of you is, um, it, I think it was maybe in one of Sally Butler's classes, and maybe it was oh, Indigenous sorry. Art, and we, um, I think it was Australian Indigenous Art, and you sat at one seat away from me, and you opened up the most delicious smelling food ever. And I was so angry at you. I was so angry. I was like, who is this girl in this amazing food next to me? Rude. And why is she so clever in answering all these questions? <laughs> I was not sure. I was like, I don't know if I like her. And then when we were in Venice and, you know, sitting on that terrace and drinking out like two euro vino, oh, it was the best thing in the world. I was like, why wasn't I friends with her earlier? And my first memory is like being really angry that you were eating really yummy smelling food. Like that is just not what you do. Oh, <laughs> I don't even. I have no. I have no recollection of that. It's so funny. So um, Danielle, who was also at uni with us, and she. So she tells this story that like her first impression of me was in Rex's um, International Contemporary, aka Six Weeks of Jackson Pollock, mm. and. I used to sit like towards the front, obviously, and I used to answer the questions because I'd done the reading, which I didn't realize that nobody else had done the reading. And then Danielle was like, you made me drop out of that course. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's so harsh. (laughs) I know. She was like, you knew all the answers and I just felt like I knew nothing. So I withdrew and I retook it like the next year. Oh my gosh, man, no one did the readings but you. <laughs> well, yeah, I was a nerd. nerd. Still am. You, yeah. But yeah, I did really like that. So this trip to Venice was arranged like with our university and there was about 24, 25 of us that Mm. went and we had three weeks in Venice and it was just such a special experience like yeah all staying together studying together traveling together yeah we all stayed in the same hotel yeah yeah it was incredible um have you got any have you got any fun trips planned yes actually um James and I are going on our first holiday together and we are going back to Italy (gasps) Yeah, <gasps> in September. Oh, We've booked the flight today. Annie, where are you going? Uh, so we're going to um, Greece first. I think we're going to Milos and then a couple of nights in Santorini before heading to Rome. And then James wants to do uh, the southwest of Rome, like around Bari. So he's planned that mm-hmm. leg. And then we're going up to Rome and meeting his family and then staying in uh, Padua with his family for a week. Hmm. It'll be really fun. Oh. I know. Oh, that's so nice. I love Italy. I really, I really want to go back. I mean, it's not that it's much easier for me to get to Italy than it is for you to much get to easier. Italy. <laughs> much easier. You should just duck over. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, I think 
I think the I think I'm going to go to Venice next year. I think the trip Ooh. is on again. So yeah, what I've done the past few times is I've gone over and I've like seen everybody whilst they're there. Um, although I don't know any of the students these days, obviously, because I haven't been at uni in 10 oh, years. Oh, are they still doing but the trip? They still do the trip. Wow. Oh, tell me when that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously not, like they haven't, Andrea hasn't run it in a while but because of COVID. But, yeah, they're doing, I think they're doing it next year. Um, so, I know. I'll cool. let you know. Yeah, that would be I'll so fun. Know. Cool. Oh, I know. It is It is a good time. And I just love Venice. Like, I think people have a, a sort of, like, Venice is a bit marmite for some people. Like, some people love it, some people hate it. But I think because I've spent so much time there, I just sort of, it. I feel really, com- like I sort of forget all of the touristy stuff because yeah. I never do any of it. Um, I just have a, I just have a really nice time. Yeah, I really love it too. I love, and everyone is like, it's so busy, it's so hot. And I was like, it wasn't, it was the best thing in the universe. <laughs> it really was. And they're like, doesn't Venice smell? And I'm like, everywhere in, everywhere in Europe smells. Yeah. Like no city, like London smells yeah. like so, you know. Um, oh wow. Um, and I was gonna ask as well, where's your favorite your favorite trip that you've done for for work? Oh, my favorite, you know, um I would have to say obviously it's so hard. I'd have to say Wilson Island because that's the trip where James and I like kind of got together on. Previously, we were working separately and just doing a few trips together to help out with each other. And then that was kind of like the start of our relationship. So that was really special. It's a beautiful island. It is um, off Gladstone, which is not the greatest town in Queensland, but it's a really gorgeous little island. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really gorgeous island. only has nine, when I was there, there was only nine uh, like glamping tents. So it's kind of like barefoot luxury uh everything's inclusive you we were there in turtle season so the turtles were coming up onto the beach and and laying their eggs like literally in a, a foot from our deck um so that was a really special kind of trip but then we've had you know diving off orpheus island was just some of the most incredible coral i've ever seen which is so lovely because there's a lot of places where there's not great coral anymore um yeah, we've had some really great trips. Queensland is a really beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I think I think I was just reflecting that like that's one of the other things that I think I really appreciate about you is that my like my frame of reference for Queensland is also your frame of reference in that we both went to or like, you know, went to school or are from places that are quite remote. Um, although at where Ashley is from is so much more beautiful than where I went to high school. <laughs> um, but, you know, that sort of like, you know, Capricorn coast, mm. like up into the Sundays, is such, it's such a special part of the world. Yeah. And it feels, I know, maybe I'm sort of romanticizing it a little bit now, but it sort of also feels like quite like timeless in a way, like there's a, uh, I don't know, there's like a, there's a vibe to those places where I'm like, I know. So like, for example, really burnt into my mind is the petrol station in Miriam Vale that has the crab oh, yeah. on the roof. Yeah. Like the giant crab and you can like, it's like the big crab and you can go and get like a 
crab sandwich or something. And I'm like, I know that I could go back to Australia and go there and it will be exactly the same. Like nothing will have changed in the like 10 years since I've been there. Yeah, it is. It's never going to be cutting edge. That is the one thing about North Queensland. It's always going to be appropriate to not wear shoes. And you'll probably look out of place if you're dressed up. So it is very laid back, very casual. It's always going to be casual, isn't it? Yeah. And I, 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 I really, I really like that. Like, I think there's an, like there's an authenticity or like Mm. a lack of, um, I don't know, like a lack of, mm. I mean, I live in Oxford, so I come across lots of like very mannered people. Like they're very put together and there's, there's a sense of like, not, not art, like artifice almost. It's like, there's like a, yeah, it's like they're presenting themselves to the world, whereas I'm not sure that you get that, um, you know, as much in no. Gladstone. No, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, it is a really nice feel. And I like that you say it's timeless because I think it is. But it's always going to be that that level of mm. casual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I have all of these memories of, like, spending my childhood essentially in a car on the Bruce Highway, like, driving up and down, up and down. And, you know, like cane fields and pineapple farms and like macadamia plantations and you know none of that none of that really will change because also there's a you know like it's in nobody's interest for it to change like nobody's going to develop like you know so far it's it's sort of like so far I know when I try to explain to people like you know how big Queensland is I'm like you could fit four and a half of the entire UK just inside Queensland yeah I do love when it's so big when Brit's like I'm gonna drive to Brisbane tomorrow or this afternoon and I'm like (laughs) you know you know it's 11 hours of 100 kilometers an hour like (laughs) it's not 11 hours of driving the Daisy it is like you're hiking it. <laughs> You're hiking it. Yeah, it's not a leisurely, it's not a leisurely, leisurely drive. I think the thing that's tripped me up moving to like driving around in the UK, and I don't do a lot of driving around in the UK, is that like I'll look at a distance and it'll be like, I don't know, 400 kilometers. And I'm like, oh, that'll take about like four and a half hours. But because of how small the roads are Mm -hmm. and how much traffic there is here and number of people, what would take like four and a half hours in Australia takes like six and a half hours here. So my conversion hasn't quite like, hasn't quite caught up. Um, But yeah. Yeah, no, it's a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous part of the world. Do you ever think you'll leave, like move from the Sundays? I mean, this is just also a segue for me to talk about the fact that you're renovating a delightful cottage yes. at the moment. Well, yeah, we aren't moving anytime soon. So James, my partner, he's actually from Sydney um, and he is a he is a city boy. He is very city. It's been a mild culture shock moving to North Queensland for him. 
Um, but we did, we just bought a cottage at the end of last year. We were traveling around Tasmania and staying in Tasmania, um, has a very beautiful shack culture. I don't know if you know this Mm. gorgeous, like shack culture in Tasmania. And we were traveling around for, um, James's, he has a travel magazine called the Rambler, um, staying in 11 different shacks. And we fell in love with that that little cottage shack feel and we were looking in Tassie and found nothing and then something popped up at home and we popped an offer on that afternoon and was accepted the next day and we were like, oh, my gosh, we're home. Wow. Yeah, really fast. James hadn't even seen it. I had seen it. Um, so my dad was FaceTiming us, walking around, showing him the property and I'm kind of glad he hadn't seen it because he would have looked at it and been like, this is scary and hard and I'm, I'm not into renovating. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he saw it when we moved back up to a few months later when we came back home and that's been our project this year is just renovating, which is if anyone has renovated, you know how stressful that is. And I was not prepared, but I'm invested. <laughs> mm, mm. Is there an end in sight? There is an end in sight, but it's not fast enough for me. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I wish it was yeah. sooner. We've been really lucky. We have been able to engage lots of tradesmen. So a lot has happened in a really short period of time. We're in a bit of a stagnation period right now. But I think in a couple of months or, or by the time we go traveling, um, we should have most of the house done, you know, the inside of the house done, which will be good. Oh, Brilliant. I mean, it'll be so satisfying when it's finished. And I have like, I have no doubt that it's going to be gorgeous and just delightful. It will be really, we, we, we are planning on doing a little bit more traveling, although travel might look different, different, differently for us in the next few years. Um, but we're making the cottage a very charming appeal so that if we do go away, it is the kind of place that someone might like to it's not in a beautiful location. It's not in the best location, I mean, in the Sundays, uh, but it's still only 20 minutes from the beach and make give it a charm that people will just want to stay there because, you know, you either stay somewhere because it has a feel or it has a great location. And we don't have the location, so we're running with the feel. <laughs> yeah, like a little, like a retreat, yeah. like a little yeah. sanctuary vibe. Oh, I love that. Mm. Um, well, Ashley, it's been such a joy chatting with you today and having to catch up. Um, where can where can people find you on on the internet if they want to follow your work? Well, I'm very new to TikTok, but I'm there and invested currently. Great. But uh, mostly Instagram. I have an Instagram called Ashley Bridget, which is my main channel of connection. We'll also make sure we link to Pally and Point as well um, so people can check out those wonderful fish lids. Um, well, thank you so much for catching up with me today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Me too. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to In Our Experience. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. We love hearing what you think and it makes a really big difference. In the meantime, until the next episode comes out, why not check us out on our Instagram account at Nourish Yoga Training or pop us an email via our website. See you soon.